Oh, how I've missed that song. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the January 26th edition of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report, brought to you by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League related, including scores, standings, and interesting topics covering all of your Yeshiva sports needs. If it interests you, it'll be here, because this show is all about you. Had a game this week? Let us know. Friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. Or like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is YLSWiseGuy. Or email me at Elliot at NahumSiegel.com. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you once again to our sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. If you've won an MYHSAL championship over the last 10 years, you already know about the great job that they do. So please contact Mike and his amazing staff at Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Uh, they can be reached at this number, 718-769-4111. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, assistant coach of the Yeshiva Flatbush Falcons JV and varsity hockey teams, and co-coach of the Yeshiva Hartover Junior High hockey team. But most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids each and every week with you live from the press box at the NSN Arena in the heart of Brooklyn. So welcome back, everyone. If you had a vacation, uh, I hope that it was a good one. I ended up having an unexpected vacation from the court report for a week due to a change in plans. So I apologize for that. I had planned on spending last week talking about storylines and interesting topics that came up during the season, but we'll come back to that later. Instead, with only two weeks left to the regular season, we're going to spend a bit of time figuring out what can happen over the next two weeks, because after that, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, we'll also recap the action that did happen over the past two weeks for the schools that did not have January off. There were eight games over the two weeks, and I'm going to ruin the surprise SAR was involved than all of them. So in the spirit of those who found themselves in warmer climates recently, let's dive right in. Let's kick it off with varsity hockey. Uh, the last two weeks held only two games, both in the West and both including SAR, and both impacting different ends of the playoff race. SAR entered the week at 5-5-0-1 with 11 points, one behind Kushner, barely holding on to the final playoff spot with a one-point lead over MTA as well. Uh, a win on the week against either Frisch or Ramaz would mount the pressure on MTA and place Kushner on the hot seat. SAR, the road team for both, rolled into Frisch having lost three of their last four. Frisch entered the game at 9-2 and two, looking to keep ahead of TABC in the fight for the top divisional spot, and for the first half of the contest, it seemed as if SAR's desperation would be enough to fuel a victory. Uh, the Sting jumped out on top first with goals by Zach Oaken and Sefi Jonas, creating a two-goal cushion, but Frisch turned it around for five straight by John Weichner, Mikey Rubin, Jacob Bach, and two by Odi Haramadi. Of the five goals that the Cougars scored, it's interesting to note that three were on Frisch power plays. Jacob Unger scored late in the third to cut the deficit to two for SAR, but it's pretty much a done deal at that point, as Frisch earned the 5-3 victory. So Frisch at 10-2 and has opened up a four-point lead on the TABC Storm, which may not mean much, seeing as how Frisch has played two more games than TABC, and the Storm can make up the deficit with two wins. But it does promote the interesting scenario that'll play out at the top of the Western Conference. Unless Kushner puts together a perfect run to end the season, Frisch and TABC ABC will vie for the top two spots, and it may come down to next Thursday's game between the two to decide who gets the top spot. As for SAR, not all was lost. Uh, a win over Amaz could still help create some distance, although at this point would not clinch for SAR. The last time the two teams played, Ramaz took the 3-1 win in SAR, but had dropped two straight to Frisch and TABC since, with identical 4-1 losses. Despite that, Ramaz had still clinched a playoff berth and needed this game to space themselves out from the pack, fighting directly below them. 
The game and his shavy counterparts served as a backdrop, really, to the annual Alan T. Brown Foundation fundraiser that the two teams have been involved with for quite some time uh, in, in their efforts to assist people stricken by paralysis. Uh, if you'd like more information on the Alan T. Brown Foundation, please visit www.atbf.org. As for the game, much like Monday night, SAR jumped out in front on a goal from Unger to take a 1-0 lead. Also much like Monday night, SAR could not keep the lead, as Ramaz would score the first of three straight goals. Sophomore Alex Glaubach got Ramaz up on the board. Adam Lastner followed shortly thereafter to put uh, the Rams in front, and Glaubach would add another to extend the lead to two. Sam Schwabe would cut the lead to 3-2 for SAR with a goal in the third, but Ramaz empty netter by Glaubach completing the hat-trick sealed the deal on another two-goal SAR loss on the week. For Ramaz, the Rams finished their season with 16 points and are teetering on the brink of the bye borderline. Right now, only Kushner can overtake them for the third bye slot, but in order to do so, they'd need to take down JEC Wednesday night, as well as one of their three remaining games against TABC, whom they play twice the next two Saturday nights, or Frisch sandwich in between next Monday night. For SAR, this is really the doomsday scenario. Only a month removed from 5-3 and three and in control of their own destiny, the Sting have lost four straight and now go into a do-or-die game against MTA, whom they've already lost to once this season, this coming Tuesday. With MTA being only one point behind in SAR on their last game, the winner of this will likely determine the final playoff entrant, barring a JEC miracle run. Running down the scenarios, should SAR win in regulation, they'll have 13 points to MTA's 10, and with only one game remaining for MTA, it'd pretty much be over. Should MTA win in regulation, MTA would have 12 points to SAR's 11. Now, normally I'd stop there, but given how Hank Norshore turned out last week, let's go the extra mile a bit. If the teams tie, SAR would have 12 points and MTA would have 11, and due to tiebreakers, MTA would need a win over JEC in order to overtake SAR. Should SAR win in overtime, the Sting would have 13 points to MTA's 11, but because SAR would have 6 wins, a total which MTA cannot reach, even if they beat JEC, SAR would take the final spot. Finally, should MTA win in overtime, the two teams would be tied, meaning that MTA would only need at least a tie to JEC or an overtime loss to take the spot. Otherwise, SAR gets it. Uh, there were no games in the uh, in the East over the break, but this week will more than make up for it. There are six games on the week, and all of them have some sort of playoff implication. North Shore and Solomon Schechter are, are each playing three games on the week, as both are looking to stave off elimination and stay alive to fight for one of the final East playoff spots. Uh, the Stars will face already eliminated YDE tomorrow night, then they'll have Solomon Schechter on Tuesday night and DRS on Thursday, while Solomon Schechter gets North Shore, as I just said, Rambam on Wednesday night, and Hank on Sunday. That game on Sunday is make or break for Hank as well. The only game not including those two teams will be the Rambam Hafter contest on Saturday night. Uh, Rambam loss gives Flatbush the three seed in the East, and unless Norshall pulls out an upset over DRS Wednesday night, will create a quote-unquote for all the marbles situation between DRS and Hafter next Wednesday night in Hafter for the Varsity East crown. Taking a look at the post-break standings, uh, all these standings are courtesy of myhsal.com. You can find standings, schedules, results, and other information on all of your favorite Yeshiva League high school teams. In the East, Hafter leads at 22 points at 11-1. and one. DRS is right behind them with 20 points at 10-2. and two. Flatbush has finished their season with 18 points. Rambam behind them at 6-5 with 12 points. Megan David has 10 points. Hank is 4-8-1, right behind them with 9 points. North Shore has 5 points. YDE has three, and Solomon Schechter has two. Over in the West, Frisch leads the division with 20 points at 10 and 2. TABC is right behind them, tied with Ramaz, though TABC has more games remaining. They have they are 8 and 2. Ramaz is 7, 5, and 2. Kushner has 12 points. They are 6 and 4. SAR is 11 points. 
MTAS 10 points, JEC rounds out the division with 6. Now moving over to JV Hockey, where the matchups were identical to the Varsity games this week. SAR was in action for both, just like Varsity, uh, against Frisch and Ramaz, just like Varsity. But unlike their Varsity counterparts, were not in any do-or-die situation. They were, however, in the race for a first-round home game, and standing in the way on Monday night were the Frisch Cougars, who were one of two other teams also fighting for the right to host in the first round, and possibly beyond. The Sting entered the week at 6-2, and two, tied with TABC for second in the division, uh, two points behind Frisch at 7-1. and one. The first period was a defensive stalemate, with SAR's Jonah Amron and Frisch's Matty Reinhardt keeping zeros on the board. Uh, midway through the second, though, Frisch jumped out on a score by Jordan Sokloff, giving the Cougars a 1-0 lead. SAR put the pressure on in an attempt to find an equalizer, but got a bit over-aggressive and paid for it when freshman Brian Alter put home a Yehuda Brun setup with three minutes to go in the game to put the game away for Frisch. Fellow freshman defenseman Johnny Newman added an empty netter late to close out the 3-0 Frisch win. With the victory, the Cougars raised their record to 8-1, clinching a first-round home game. The only question for them is where they'll finish. That'll be sorted out next week when Frisch and TABC square off. Uh, assuming that TABC defeats JEC on Wednesday night, next week's showdown will decide the division crowd. For SAR, it dropped the record to 6-3, but despite the loss, it did not take away any meaning from SAR's last game of the season against Ramaz on Saturday night. Uh, a win for SAR would keep them in contention for a home game. Uh, a loss, though, and this thing would stare down the possibility of the fourth seed in the West and an automatic trip to the Eastern Division champion. Ramaz at 3-6 already had their fate sealed, but appeared to relish the opportunity to play spoiler and gain some revenge. Uh, the last time these two faced, this thing blanked the Rams 3-0. So, it must have been extremely unsettling for this thing to find themselves down one nothing almost immediately on a goal by sophomore offenseman Jared Feingold. However unsettling it was, though, a subsequent SAR power play would turn the tide as Andrew Teekman drilled at home only a few seconds into the man advantage to tie the game at one. Once the game got back to 4-4, four four, though, Ramaz took over once again with a goal by Feingold, tallying a second one to take a 2-1 lead into the break. In the second, though, SAR kept knocking, but Ramaz held strong until Deja Vu struck again for the Sting. Midway through the second, SAR earned another power play, and yet again, Teagman put it home to tie the game. It seemed as if SAR's proficiency on the man advantage would uh, have cued the light bulb in Ramaz's head to stay out of the box, but it was not to be as in the third on yet another power play. Freshman Solomon Freilich deposited the ball into the Ramaz net for the 3-2 lead and the victory. So with SAR finishing their season at 7-3 and three with 14 points, it puts the pressure on TABC. The Storm currently hold at 6-1 and one and will need three points in their remaining three games against JEC, Halo, and Frisch to assure themselves of a home game. A win will tie TABC and SAR, but having split the season series as a result of that ill-timed game back in November, it would go to Lady Luck and a coin flip. Anything less than two points for TABC and SAR will take the two seed. The only games in the West this week are Wednesday night's JEC-TABC. C game and Sunday's Hill TABC game. JEC is looking to play spoiler and assist both SAR and Kushner in their fight for Western seeding. A TABC win will automatically relegate Kushner to the four seed, and as mentioned before, will tie TABC with SAR. Hillel will look to do the same on Sunday, but a TABC win there as well uh, will serve to set up next Thursday's showdown with Frisch for what will likely be the number one seed in the West. Moving over to the East, again, no games over the break, but two games this coming week shaping out the opposite poles to the playoff race. Thursday night finds North Shore and DRS doing battle, while Saturday night sees Hefter hosting Rambam. For the North Shore DRS game, North Shore is barely hanging on to playoff hopes and desperately needs a win. Otherwise, Flatbush will gain the fourth seed. 
DRS needs to win to keep pace with or stay ahead of whomever wins Saturday night's game. A Rambam win would mean that they would clinch a first round bye, and DRS, with their win uh, on Saturday night, would do the same. A Hafter win means that DRS can find themselves in a battle with Hafter for the top spot next Wednesday night in Hafter. So we could have a scenario where both the East and West top spots come down to matchups on consecutive nights, the East on the 5th and the West on the 6th. We'll update you more on these situations, which should be mostly cleared up by next week's court report. In that vein, uh, the standings are as follows. In the East, Rambam and DRS are tied at 14 points at 7-1. Hafter is right behind them, 13 points, 6-1-0-1. Flatbush is at 10 points at 4-4-2. Hank has 7 points. North Shore and Westchester are tied at 6 points. And Mag and David rounds out the East with 5 points. Over in the West, Frisch leads with 16 points at 8-1. SAR is right behind them at 14 points, 7-3. TABC has 12 points. They're at 6-1. Kushner has 10 points at 5-3, and and then there's Ramaz, MTA, Hillel, and JEC with 6-5-4-4, respectively. Alright, so coming back from the break, in the the rankings, there are no changes at the top. In Varsity, the Varsity rankings for today, Hafter still leads number 1, Frisch is at 2, TABC at 3, Flatbush is at 4, and DRS is at 5. In JV, this stays the same, TABC at 1, Frisch at 2, Rambam at 3, DRS at 4, and Hafter at 5. You can find the full varsity and JV rankings as well as the junior high rankings on our Facebook page and on the Jewish Hoops America Hockey Forum. Once again, you're listening to The Court Report on the Nakam Segal Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League Sports. Now let's move over to center court to tip off the basketball action for the past week, which again featured more SAR, although a little less than it was supposed to. We start off in varsity basketball, where one of two originally scheduled games were played due to the snow. The only game played was two weeks ago when S.A. on Ramaz squared off in a thriller that went right down to the wire. Both teams came into the game still vying for the top spot in the Varsity West. Ramaz entered at 12-1, but had not played a game since the middle of December thanks to forfeits by MTA and JEC. The last meaningful game for the Rams was their 54-46 victory over TABC all the way back on December 18th. SAR coming in at 7-2 were in a bit better situation, having played MTA only 10 days before, soundly defeating the Lions on the road 51-38 behind Sammy Hyman. This would be the only meeting between the two teams this season, so bragging rights would be on the line in a matchup that has gained traction over the last four years. As if there couldn't be any more plot lines, should Ramaz win, the Rams would clinch the Western Conference title. Um, Defense and a little bit of rustiness were on display early on, as after a 5-5 tie 2.30 into the game, only four points were scored for the remainder of the first quarter, as it ended at a 7-7 deadlock. The engines got a little warmer in the second period, as Ramaz jumped out to a six-point halftime lead due to a push from Aaron Cohen, giving the Rams momentum heading into the locker room. Coming out of the locker room, though, SAR caught fire on the offensive end, dropping 13, while holding Ramaz to only two buckets in the third to take a three-point lead into the final stanza. Ramaz pulled to within one to start the fourth, but Sammy Hyman added three of his game-high 18 points and then a minute later added another bucket to extend SAR's lead to 39-33. Ramaz chipped away late, cutting the score to 44-42 with only a few seconds to go in the game. As any coach will tell you, when the game is on the line, you want the ball in the hands of your superstar. For the Rams this season, there have been quite a few. When you think Ramaz, you think Jamie Capel. Unfortunately for Capel, the game against SCR was not one of his best offensively, but when you need one to go, all that matters is the one that you need. As the clock wound down, the ball found its way into Capel's hand behind the line, and he drilled the game-winning three at the buzzer to seal the 45-44 victory and steal it right out of SAR's hands. 
Capel's shot put the exclamation point on Ramaz's regular season, sealing the Western Conference crown and ensuring that the road to the finals will not travel through the rubber confines on Manhattan's east side this February. For SAR, the loss drops them to 7-3, now a game behind Heschel for the only remaining buy slot in the West. Uh, the two were to have met on Wednesday night, but the residual from the snow forced a cancellation, and that will be made up over the next two weeks. So the West playoff picture looks like this. Ramaz has clinched the top seed. Heschel, TABC, SAR, and Frisch have all clinched playoff berths with 9, 8, 7, and 7 wins between them. Uh, it looks as if the final spot in the West will go to Kushner as they sit with 5 wins and only need a win or losses by MTA and Hillel to wrap up the 6th spot. That can be done this coming Saturday night when Kushner and Hillel square off in deal. Everything else about 2-5 through five is still up for grabs, and with three other games happening in the West this week, including SAR and TABC doing battle Tuesday night, the effect on seeding will be major. Should TABC win that contest and Heschel do away with Kushner on Wednesday night, Heschel would only need a win in their last two games or a loss by SAR and TABC in their remaining contests to steal the bye. A TABC loss would end their hopes at a bye and relegate them to fighting with Frisch for the right to at least host a first-round playoff game, which would most likely be against each other. Over in the East, no games this week. Uh, their playoff situation is a little more muddled. Behind North Shore, who at 12-0 has clinched the number one spot, and Hafter, who at 10-2 has clinched the other bye, six teams are within three wins of each other, vying four seeds three through six. Flopper sits at 6-5. Mag and David and YDE both have five wins. Defending champion DRS is sitting at 4-7. and seven. And Hank and Derek Hattoris just outside the line at three wins. All six teams are in action this week. Mag and David bookends the week, facing Hafter on Wednesday night and Flatbush on Saturday night. In between, Derek Hattori and DRS play each other, as well as Hank and North Shore, respectively. YDE may consider themselves a lucky one on the week, as they take on 1-10 Rambam. A win for the Thunder, coupled with a Hank loss, would clinch a YDE playoff berth. In the end, uh, uh, Flatbush, Mag and David, YDE, and DRS will all have opportunities to clinch by Saturday night. So, just running down the standings again for Varsity. In the East, North Shore, as we said, is 12-0. Hafter at 10-2. Flatbush at 6-5. Mag and David is at 5-6. YDE at 5-7. DRS at 4-7. Hank at 3-8. Derek Hattori at 3-9. And, and Rambam at 1-10. Over in the West, Ramaz completes their season at 13-1. Heschel is 9-2. TABC is 8-4. SAR is 7-3. Frisch 7-5. Kushner is three is five and six, excuse me. Hillel and MTA are both three and nine, and JEC is one and twelve. Back to the Jewish Hoops America Top 25, which rolled right on over the winter break. As was expected last time on the court report, North Shore is back in the top spot in the nation after avenging their Saturn Tournament Championship loss. Hafter didn't drop very far, winding up fourth overall and second in the Yeshiva League. Heschel takes the third spot in the Yeshiva League and fifth overall. Interestingly enough, Heschel received two first-place votes from the pollsters. Ramaz is sixth overall, fourth in the Yeshiva League. NTABC stays right where they were at 10th overall and 5th in Yeshiva League, respectively. Frisch drops to 12 while SAR jumps to 13. Flatbush, DRS, Mag and David, and MTA also placed in the top 25. Alright, so moving over to JV basketball, the only action that took place this week was in the New York City division, as SAR went 3-0, defeating Heschel, Ramaz, and Westchester to wrap up the NYC division crown. In the much-touted game against Heschel this week, the Heat jumped out to a 17-7 lead midway through the first, only to see SAR rally off 30 of the game's next 34 points in a stretch that lasted until the end of the third quarter. Thanks to contributions from Rafi Kaberski, Ariel Smith, and Dobie Marcus, this thing slammed the door shut in the fourth for the 44-33 victory to drop Heschel to 6-2. 
Against Ramaz, the Sting held the Rams to only eight second-half points en route to a 38-23 victory, capturing the New York City Division crown and finishing Ramaz's season at 3-7, now awaiting MTA's game against Heschel next week to find out if it has clinched a playoff berth. Finally, the Sting trounced the Wolverines of Westchester 64-35 last Thursday to close out Westchester's season at 1-9. The playoff scenario here is very simple. SAR has the one seed locked up, and Heschel has the two seed. The only battle left is for the three seed between Ramaz and MTA, and that won't be decided until at least next week. Should MTA lose to Heschel next Monday night, Ramaz gets the third and final seed. If MTA wins, though, it'll go to a play-in game due to the two having split their two regular season meetings. Over in the New Jersey division, Frisch and TABC have clinched playoff berths. Uh, Frisch and 8-0 can clinch the division with a win over SAR in what could be a semifinal preview this Saturday night in Paramus, or with a loss by 6-2 TABC against JEC on Tuesday night. If TABC wins and Frisch falls, however, the New Jersey crown will come down to a showdown between the two next Monday night in TABC, where TABC will hope to force a coin flip for the right to avoid having to play in SAR should they make the quarterfinals. JEC will not be an easy victory, though, for the Storm, who are locked in a heated battle, uh, JEC is, for the last spot in the West with Hillel. JEC is 4-4, four and four, while Hillel currently sits at 3-5. and five. This is another race that may come down to next week. Uh, a JEC win against TABC and a Hillel loss to Kushner Saturday night will lock up the third seed for the Thunder. Uh, otherwise, next Tuesday's battle between the two will take on much more significant meaning. Moving east, we'll start in the Long Island division where DRS has wrapped up the top spot with a perfect 9-0 record and will finish off the season against Hank, who at 5-2 has clinched a playoff berth but is fighting for seeding. Hank is currently a win up on 4-3 Hafter and 4-4 Rambam both of whom are in action this week and can clinch berths with wins or a North Shore loss. Rambam takes on Hank on Saturday night, while Hafter plays three times this week to close out its season. They'll face Ezra on Thursday, North Shore on Saturday night, and Hank on Sunday night. Hank also playing thrice will mean that there will be only one game in the division next week. A Hafter sweep and another Hank loss to DRS or Rambam would give the Hawks the two-seed while a Hank sweep or two wins, as long as one is against Hafter, would give the Canes the two-seed. Finally, in the Brooklyn division, Flavish has locked up the crown at 9-0 and finishes up their regular season against Mac and David on Saturday night. The 3-5 and Warriors need this game to stay in the hunt for the playoffs, as a loss would require 4-5 and or Hatora and Share to drop their final games just to have a chance to force a tie with either team. Seeing as how Share won both meetings with Mag and David, the Warriors would really have to bank on an Orha Tora stumbling against YDE on Wednesday night to have any hope. Thankfully for them, YDE still has something to play for, as an Orha Tora win would pull YDE and Orha Tora into a tie for the second seed. And that would then be bad news for Mag and David, though, as the two would meet up with YDE trying to avoid having to travel during the first round. Several of you have asked me to clarify the JV basketball playoff bracket, seeing as how many have had trouble following it. So we'll do exactly that next week right here on the court report. Uh, the JV basketball rankings are exactly as they were before the break, as nothing really surprising occurred. Uh, the top five, Heschel is at five, Flatbush at four, SAR at three, DRS at two, and Frisch at one. Alright, so that wraps up the JV basketball world. Uh, now that we've taken a look at the boys' league, let's take a look over at what's going on with girls' basketball and their playoff updates. In girls' A, in the East, Ramaz has captured the divisional crown at 11-0. Hafter and Flatbush have clinched playoff berths at 7-2 and 6-4, and respectively. A Hafter win over Heschel this week will give them the two-seed. 
Heschel sits in the fourth spot right now in four and six, but Central and North Shore are still clinging to life at two and six and two and seven, respectively. But we'll need to run the table and hope that Heschel stumbles down the stretch. Central can help their own cause this week when they face Heschel this Tuesday night. Over in the West, Frisch and SAR lead the pack at eight and one and seven and two, respectively, and have locked up playoff berths as well. Hillel sits at 5-4, and four, and despite being behind Breweria in the standings, has clinched a playoff berth where Breweria has not. This is due to Breweria still having to play Kushner. Should Kushner win out and Breweria lose out, Kushner and Breweria would be deadlocked with the split of the series. Hillel has already beaten Kushner twice, so being tied with the Cobras won't matter to them. Okay, over in Girls B action, Elan, Breweria, and SKA are in a race at the top. Elan stands at 8-1, while Breweria and SKA are 7-2. All three have locked up playoff berths. The only open race is for the fourth seed. Megan David is 5-5, five and, five, and Shalhevit is 4-6. and six. The two split the, play, the season series, excuse me, so should the two uh, wind up tied, we could be looking at a play-in game. Bagan David faces Breweria this week, and 1-9 Shalamis next week, which would likely force Shalhevit to win out, which will be a tough task as the last of their two remaining games will be against SKA, who will be undoubtedly in the need for a win to improve their playoff season. In JV, in the East, Ramaz, Hafter, and Flatbush have gained playoff berths. Ramaz currently leads the division at 8-2, with Hafter sitting right behind them at 6-2. Should Hafter win their two remaining games against Flatbush and Frisch, the two would tie for this division crown, having split the season series. On the lower end, Central and North Shore are still competing for the final East ticket. Uh, the two play this coming Thursday. A Central win gives Central the final berth, and pending Flatbush's finish against Hafter next week could wind up in a coin flip to determine the third and fourth seeds in the East. Should North Shore win and defeat Kushner next Sunday night, the two teams, Central and North Shore, would be tied and would need a playing game to decide the final entrant. Over in the West, all four tickets are punched as Maya Note, SAR, Frisch, and Kushner have clinched berths. Maya Note at 8-1 needs a win over 6-2 SAR on Tuesday night to seal the division. Otherwise, another SAR win over Frisch next week will give them the JV West crown. Should SAR lose, Frisch with a win over SAR and Hafter could steal the second seed. Kushner is locked into the four seed at three and six. We'll update all of these plus all the boys next week right here on the court report. All right, let's move over to our games to watch segment for the coming week. Over in JV hockey, there are four games on the week, and none really sizzle as much as the Rambam Hafter in Hafter on Saturday night. Uh, last time, Rambam rocked Hafter in Rambam six to one, but the Hawks were without top defenseman Yehuda Segelnik for that one. But Segelnik will suit up on Saturday night, and with Hafter in desperation mode, with the difference in outcomes being a chance to host a first round game as opposed to having to travel to play a team like Frisch, TABC, or SAR, this truly could be a do or die game for the Hawks. So Rambam wants this game to keep even with DRS and put the pressure on the Cats going into the final week of play. Uh, the big question this time around is whether Hafter's goaltending can hold up better than it did last time around. Over in varsity hockey, despite all the matchups featuring top divisional teams, the game I'm looking at is going to be the one at the bottom between SAR and MTA on Tuesday night. We documented all the reasons and all the possible outcomes before. Just remember, under the old 16 format, both of these teams would be virtual locks. Now, both are fighting for the right just to enter the postseason. Uh, talk about your playoffs coming early. Over in JV Basketball, I'm going to throw you a full night of action and tell you to enjoy your variety. Aside from the JECTABC game on Tuesday and YDE or Hatora game on Wednesday, which will impact their divisions, Saturday night has five games. Uh, four of the games, Flappish, Mac and David, Rambam, Hank, Hafter, North Shore, and Hillel Kushner, 
all have implications for teams looking to make the playoffs. Uh, the sexy pick of the week, though, is none of those games. It's the SAR Frisch game, featuring two undefeated teams and is being touted as a preview for the Western Conference Finals. One team will walk out of Frisch with their first L of the season and add to the fire the fact that Frisch still has not locked down to the division, and this could be the JV basketball game of the year. Uh, over in Varsity Basketball, finally, the TABC-SAR game tomorrow night is the only matchup this week that can send waves throughout an entire conference. As I said before, there's a lot on the line for both teams in terms of seeding, and both want to have something higher to fight for come next week. All right, well, that about wraps up another edition of The Court Report. If you missed any part of this episode, you can catch the Encore presentation this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. following the Book of Life by Charles Harari, or you can find The Court Report on iTunes or the Nakam Siegel Network app on iPod. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM with Nakam Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, nakamsegel.com, jminthe.am.org, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM, Rockland County. Before I leave you tonight, I want to thank you for joining me. My thanks again to Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for their support. You can reach them at 718-769-4111. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 720 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Report. If you wish to purchase tickets to the Morrowshaw 50th Anniversary Concert, which is coming up really, really, really fast, please log on to morrowshawconcert.com. Uh, Camp uh, Director Jeremy Joseph was on Miriam Wallach's That's Life this past week and dropped some bombshells about the event, so if you missed it, please check out their interview either on on the site or on the app. And once again, if you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the like tab. Just a programming note, next week at 8 p.m., 30 minutes after the Court Report, uh, the Nakam Siegel Network and Cedar Market of Teaneck presents the Super Bowl halftime concert starring Lenny Solomon and Schlockrock on NakamSiegel.com. And uh, leaving you off again with this week's words from the wise, push yourself again and again. Don't give an inch until the final buzzer sounds. That was from Larry Bird. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nakam Siegel Network. Happy birthday, Mom.